everybody. It's Bevan. Welcome to Bevan, a femme over 40 and her friends podcast. I'm your host, Bevan. I've said my name three times this time to start the show. Um, I am so excited for you to meet Noemi. I'm just going to read to you, like, as I was setting up this episode, just about to record this, this is the latest Instagram post from Noemi. She's so just smart. What would, what is it going to feel like when you wake up knowing you're going to have a good day? When you no longer feel anxious about going to sleep, when you feel good about how much you get done during the day, when you feel confident about your self-worth, when you can look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, I fucking love you, right? Um, I love that so much. I think that's a really good description of what life is like on the other side of a whole lot of self-care and like anxiety management. Um, So my friend, Noemi, we met because we both teach at the Glowing Goddess Getaway which is the women's self-care cannabis retreat. Um, Obviously, we cannot have these in the time of COVID. So, um, But the Glowing Goddess Getaway is an amazing retreat when it can happen and when when we can safely gather. Um, Noemi teaches uh, yoga and specifically ganja yoga. And I think initially, we didn't talk about it in this episode. That We can talk about that again uh, some other time. But I'm pretty sure, like, she actually was introduced to ganja yoga at her first Glowing Goddess Getaway that she went to as an attendee. Eventually became a goddess guide where she's teaching a class at the Glowing Goddess Getaway. We have never actually gone to the same one because these retreats, there have been 19 of them, I think, so far um, that have happened over the course of the first five years. Um, 2020, we'll call a loss. We'll call that the shadow year, the gap year in the Glowing Goddess Getaway roster, um, as many things, many tours didn't happen last year. Um, and who knows? I'm going to say this. I'm just going to say I've been reading things. I talked to um, so someone I interviewed. I think it's like in the 30s uh, episode. It's Jennifer Lee, a psychic friend of mine. I talked to her recently, and she was like, yeah, things are delayed. She's like, things that were supposed to um have already come together haven't yet but they're still coming together it's just delayed and she said i kept getting signals that it was spring summer 2021 for the pandemic to be over and now she's getting the signals uh for the end of this year the end of 2021 which is just like one of those things where that information because honestly who knows right who knows when uh when things will actually make it so we can be back together so let's tuck in and just make the best of what we have now Um, I was just catching up with one of my very old friends um, on a call before I started recording this, Um, and uh, she's a butch and has this, like, kind of long hair now, and uh, it's, like, long pompadour. Like, she keeps shaving the sides, but, like, it's, like, long on top. It's almost like a big pony kind of mane, you know what I mean? And I'm like, that's a pompadour waiting to happen, because if I'm not, if I'll tell you this. Bevan loves a pompadour, and I will always encourage people into a pompadour. I just think it's, if you just... Show me anybody from the outsiders, any single one of them. Almost all of them have great hair. There's one that's a little funny, but um, anyway. Uh, it's someone that like looks extra duck-like, but even that it has its kind of comical uh, pompadour look. Anyway, uh, talking to my friend about this, I was like, you know, now that quarantine is just like set. To, I mean, it's way worse. Just think about like where we were at in like March or April of last year and how how bad they kept saying things were going to get. It's worse now. It's worse now than what they said how bad it was going to be. Uh, this has been a really weird, weird and hard week, couple weeks. I don't know. I was looking at the calendar date today and I was like, I can't believe it's only January 14th because it feels like January has been like eight months long. Uh, it feels like every day is a week. 
um, this is just such a weird time. So I just want to give you, from my heart to yours, just congratulations for 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 making it to another day. For for having any whatever self care you have done. Congratulations. I have to say, like, I'm grateful for all the self care I do. Um, it has made this pandemic bearable. My friend Noemi is definitely part of my self-care. So she and I met through the Glowing Goddess Getaway, but not at the Glowing Goddess Getaway. I We just, like, I set up a Zoom call with her. I was like, hey, we both teach at this thing. Let's be friends. Um, and then we had so much in common, just spirituality-wise, like, teachers we followed. And there's, like, very few people in my life who, like, really love Gabby Bernstein. And I really love Gabby Bernstein. So, right, like connecting on a lot of cool spiritual teachers. And at the time, I think when we connected, this must have been like June of 2020. Um, so, like, we've had lots of calls since then. Just really, like, fun to have a friend who's into spirituality and growth. And um, But, like, I dove right into Noemi's Sunday yoga class because, and I've mentioned her class before on this podcast. I just find Zoom yoga um, it's super awkward. I usually keep my video off during Zoom yoga because uh, it's just hard to have, like, angles and such, right? Um, I like Fakia Dance Party dancing together, but like yoga is hard to do on camera. Um, but it's really fun to do yoga on Zoom in my own space. I'm much more likely to do it if I have a time set and people or someone to talk me through it and the tapping part of yoga for tapping and anxiety, because um, that's the class is yoga for tapping and anxiety. We'll talk about it in the episode with Noemi. But um, the, at the top of the class, just having that tapping, I'm just not likely to do it myself. Um, so it's great to show up and have that as part of my self care. I've just so appreciated just her friendship and her self care and like connecting, um, and just getting to grow alongside people. Like when, when I witness people growing, it's, it makes me really happy. Um, and, um, so yeah, so she's just a really fun person with a lot of practical tips about anxiety and managing anxiety. Um, and she, is a living example of someone who walks the talk. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of really just what you want from someone who's going to help you uh, feel better in life, right? Someone who just walks the talk, who's like done, who's, who's gone further down the journey than you and can show you the way. Um, Cause it kind of saved you a little time. So uh, also something I want to just reflect on right now is uh, as I'm recording this, I'm in my beautiful trailer in the chili Pacific Northwest on the Olympic Peninsula in the shadow of the Olympic Mountains. It's really quite stunning to live here. It's so beautiful. Um, today I was walking down the forest path that I walk every day. Um, I have never once seen a deer um, in this part of the forest. Never once. I see them all the time in Port Townsend, but that's like a 30 minute drive away. And today I like I got the, I don't know, I just, I usually listen to loud music. I'm usually, like, listening and dancing and, like, choreo choreographing and stuff while I'm on my walks. Plus, like, I'd like to keep it loud to keep predators at bay. But I, um, just, like, for some reason today, I was, like, I want to listen to soft music. So I was, like, listening to this, like, soft uh, John Mayer song or something. And then suddenly in front of me, I was, like, I turned off um, the music because I was about to do my dancing in the woods um, and just set up my tripod and stuff. And then suddenly I saw this thing moving in front of me and I was like, oh my God, what is it? Because it could be a coyote. There's lots of coyotes around here. It could be a wolf. It could be a cougar. It could be a bear. Um, those are all things that are around, which is possibly why there really aren't deer <laughs> around here, right? Like they get picked off so they don't reproduce. Um, and anyway, but then I saw a deer just like standing there. It, was, it took me a while to figure out, are you a coyote or are you a deer? It freaked me out a little bit because you never know. 
um, what's going on and like who it is and how they're feeling. But most of the time, I think most predators don't want anything to do with people. Um, and when you make noise, like it kind of, you know, discourages them from being around. So that's, I think why I usually don't see animals on the trail, but it was just so majestic. I ended up seeing three deer. They like hopped from the trail. They like stared at me for a while. Like, I don't know if they could tell I was a a person or who I was or what I was or if, if I was a thing because I didn't move. I just kind of recorded them on my video. Um, and then they walked to the side, off to the side of the trail and just kind of hopped through the five foot tall ferns just past me. And it was the most beautiful thing. It was such a miracle. And I just feel so blessed to have gotten to experience that like level of nature, you know? Um, it was just, it feels so special whenever I get to interact with cool nature things. And I wanted to share on the podcast, just a little moment of Zen I had. So as I'm recording this in my trailer, uh, something really fun, uh, that I have now is a cute galaxy star projector. Um, and this is all because I was willing to ask. And I just want to tell this story because I got out of my comfort zone. Um, I have been talking about how asking for help is a sign of strength since I was like 30 years old. So that's like a solid 12 years. I'm sure, I think there's a blog post I wrote in like 2009, uh, in that title. Right. Um, and so I have been working on being okay with asking for help for a very long time. Um, it kind of culminated in what I would call my Shonda Rhimes inspired year of ask 2018. Um, I really just challenged myself to get on the edge of asking and ask for more and ask to do the things and do the things on my heart. It, it coincided also with me launching the Indiegogo for the Fat Kid Dance Party workout video four pack series, which is now available. It's a thing that was made because I did a crowdfund and I was willing to risk asking because doing a crowdfund requires like so, so much, um, marketing, right? Like just telling people about your thing and reminding people about your thing and thanking people for your thing and continue and having like the right prizes, right? Like I think, um, one thing I learned from crowdfunding, I'll say this is just free advice. If this helps anybody out there, don't complicate your prizes, make them really simple, especially for you. Cause I ended up um, it's just, it can be a lot to have, you end up with multiple different manufacturers you have to deal with. The quotes are never the same. Keep it simple is, is what I have to say. Anyway, so that was all part of my year of ask, right? So I've like been working on this asking thing. I had a few people ask me like, Hey, do you want anything for your birthday this year? And like, I'm not in a position to say no to that kind of stuff. Um, and so I was like, you know what I really want? Like is like Christmas lights and like fun lights that will make my life more jolly in these long, long nights. Cause it started getting dark at four. Um, I will say, I'm so grateful to say today it was still a little bit light at 5 PM, which means the light is coming back. Uh, but like having something that makes it more festive inside when it's just like a gray, gray night outside as it is tonight, there are no stars, but to just have like a pretty little wavy light with some like little pin lights. Uh, someone else got me. So my friend Arlene got that for me for my wish list. Um, and so, and I had to be brave enough to like, not only make the wish list, but also put it out there and be public about it and like give people the link. Um, but because I was willing to ask for help and open up to receive, which is by the way, one of the many laws of success is being willing to receive. Uh, so it's, it's worth it to do that work. I'll say that. Um, and because I was willing, I now have four lights. Um, every single gift I got off the, the wish list. We're, we're lights. And so, um, I have a UV happy light, which I'm so excited about. Um, and I will say my seasonal depression this year is not so bad. I really just feel like I need a lot of rest, but I don't feel bummed out. 
I am taking really good, um, vitamins, uh, for my brain specifically. Um, and I've been really, really diligent about my vitamin D, which I think is helping a lot. Um, and a few other things, but like, I'm, I'm excited to add the happy light, the UV light to the mix. Um, and of course my daily walks, those make a big difference, um, in how I feel. And in addition to that, I also got like a fun little moon lamp. Uh, so anyway, it's just so exciting and fun how like I leveled up my experience of the world because of the generosity of my friends, because I was willing to ask for what I needed and what I wanted. Right. And willing to let it be something fun and frivolous and not like, I did have some practical things on my wish list, like leggings, right? I've talked on this podcast about the need for leggings. Um, but you know, I'm excited to have gotten the fun things and that's what people want to give you. They want to give you fun things. Um, so anyway, if you're out there struggling with an ask, I just want you to maybe take some inspiration from that, right? Like, um, and if you're not hearing, no, you're not asking enough. I, I learned that in a fundraising class. Um, anyway, so speaking of fundraising, part of my year of ask also like kind of culminated in me creating my Patreon page, which is what is enabling me to even make this podcast. So Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash F-K-D-P, which stands for Fat Kid Dance Party, is the best way to support this podcast. Um, It is a membership support site that enables folks like you to support creators like me. I make a membership. Patreon does all the billing. You can cancel anytime. Uh, Membership starts at two bucks a month. Uh, Everybody in my Patreon has access to free classes for my Zoom aerobics. Um, I am doing a Zoom class every Saturday. It's at 11 a.m. Pacific, which is uh, like 7 p.m., I think, London time. And um, I'm thinking about if there are any Australians out there who would be interested in like a weekday lunch break, 20 minute class. I'm thinking about adding that because that's 5 p.m. Pacific time is Australian lunch break the next day. Um, So I'm putting that out there. I know I have some Aussie babes. Uh, I get some emails every now and again. Uh, from Aussie babes who want to do fat kid dance parties. So send me a message. It won't be a classic fat kid dance party class. It's going to be more like a dance break. Um, but send me a message. If that timing is something that would be exciting to you, fat kid dance party at Gmail. Um, but it'll be for folks on the Patreon. So you can also send me a message there. Um, and in addition to that, at the $25 level, I have a membership of tons of aerobics classes. It's at least six classes, a 10 minute, a 20 minute, a 45-minute can size class, two 55-minute classes, and a chair aerobics class. All of that. Um, it's so much fun. Plus, now I have, like, some friends who are sending me videos. We're doing video swaps. Uh, so you're going to get some guest instructors in there. Um, this month, I added a seventh class just because, like, I, I ended up recording a random 30-minute class uh, due to light deficiency in the forest. Uh, a rain cloud just kind of came rolling in and I was like, oh, it's dark now. It is too dark to film. Uh, so anyway, it's so fun to film in natural light because you just learn so much. And, uh, anyway, so lots of videos over there. I love to give bonuses. I love to give treats and I love to support you in your self care. And I also do a little spiritual class over there with, um, and that's at any membership, uh, level, but it's basically like me sharing the kind of top 12, uh, spiritual practices that I do, uh, for my self care. So that's over there. If you're on a spiritual journey, that might be interesting to you. 
Um, this was a long intro, longer than I intended, but hey, I missed you. I love you. I'm thinking about you. Uh, this has been a heavy time. I think we're in a split in humanity. I don't think it's just about America, although I think it feels very centered in America right now, but the peril is in humanity. And I think the revolution starts with every single person choosing themselves, choosing to grow, choosing to be a better version of themselves, just 1% every day, being a little bit kinder, knowing that every single person on this planet right now is going through extra, extra grief. More people dying, more catastrophic things happening means more grief. And that's just tender, tender people. So kind of our best bet is to be more tender ourselves. And it really, all of that work starts with being tender with yourself so you can be tender with other people so that you can help that vibe kind of move through the consciousness. I learned an amazing thing from one of my psychics, Alex the Medium, on his Zoom class that I want to share with you, which is that when you do the work to feel good and be in your good vibe and you vibe up, right? You do your self-care, you do the things that you have fun with, you do the things that are for you and not about the you that you think you need to be for other people, just the you you want to be for you, right? When you're in that vibe, that good vibe, the universe can actually take that energy from you and repopulate it in places where people just need a little push. Like, uh, Alex used the example of a woman in, in Missouri who's staring at a guitar that's like she's, she hasn't picked up in five years. And they take the universe can take some energy from you in your good state and drop it in her and give her just that boost she needs to pick up the guitar. And then maybe she picks it up every day. And then eventually she writes a song and she's in that mode where she's in that good enough mood where the universe then can then take some energy from there and drop it somewhere else. Um, it can be as simple as figuring out how you can feel awesome in this moment and then just following through with that. I love you so much. Thanks for tuning in. I'm so excited for you to meet Noemi. Hey. Hey. Noemi, welcome to the podcast. Yay. Thank you so much, Bevan. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm excited to have you here. So I was just saying before we started recording how how glad I've been that you are my guest for this week when the world, uh, every day, the world seems like it's falling apart more and more and more. And you are definitely someone who has helped me specifically in the work of getting my energy uh, from source and not from the chaos outside. And I just wanted to start off with you just giving us some tips from your place in the world as someone who helps people combat anxiety about like what folks can do in these times. Yeah, absolutely. This uh, 2021 is, it's quite, uh, it's been quite anxiety inducing, if I can say that. It's just a lot of, a lot of external noise. I'm going to say noise. There's, you know, a lot of different ways we can categorize, but I'm just going to call it noise. And a lot of what people are struggling with right now is feeling that they need to be a part of that in order to, you know, be caring citizens, to to be people who think or who show in some way that they are active and to to be still in some way people of, of, of light, to be loving beings that they need to be involved in the fight. And on some level, Yes, I believe that we should be aware of what's going on in the external world, but anytime we feel like that is where our energy comes from is when people get overwhelmed, especially when they feel like they need to tap into that for their own level or for their own understanding of what the world, what's going on in the world. 
because when it when we really think about it what it comes down to is sure there are things happening out there but the world is so much bigger than that in the sense of it's not what's out there it's what's inside that is actually motivating how people are behaving so for example what i mean by this is that rather than tuning into what is happening outside what we see physically for energy we should be turning inward and getting our inner energy from within because when we when we're thinking that we will be responsive that we want to be reactive to what's going on outside that's when we end up taking on energy that isn't ours and that's when we end up you know more more in that energy of chaos and of uncertainty that really fuels anxiety so when we really think about it or when we if you know try to think of what anxiety is it's a manifestation of fear the fear of uncertainty of overwhelm of, of not knowing what's going to happen next but when we really think about it and i keep saying this that um we never know what's going to happen tomorrow even on a peaceful day you never know what's going to happen tomorrow but that's okay like we we don't need to know that in order to find or to feel peace at all. Yeah. And so like getting into that space where we can feel our peace, even in spite of what's going on, even in spite of how our brain is telling us to feel, what are some things that you turn to specifically that kind of help you get into that peace space? Yeah, so there are four or five things that help me every day. And for me, as a person person who does take on that external energy, as a, you know, perhaps an empath, some people <laughs> might, you know, <laughs> might relate to that definition. Um, what I do every day is I turn inward before I go outward. So before I do anything else, before I turn on my phone, before I turn on my, my computer, TV, whatever, I always go inward first. And that's what's helped me get through these last two weeks and this last year, really, uh, with all you know the uncertainty, the chaos, all that shit going on, what's helped me is to root down into my own inner peace by, uh, so a few, a few of the things that I do more specifically are I, I sit in, in stillness or in silence for a few minutes every morning. I grab my tea, I put my oils in it, my plant medicine, and then I just sit for a few minutes just noticing, just tapping into what it feels like right then. Because even though like I had just woken up, there's still a lot going on, especially, you know, when you wake up from this rest cycle, the mind could still be active then, especially, you know, when you are experiencing a lot of the, um, a lot of the energy from the outside world that doesn't always turn off when you go to bed. And it's important to level set in the morning to, to let go of what you are feeling then to reset. So the first thing I do is I sit in silence with my tea. Then I read, I do, you know, there's a bunch of different um, books that I, I like to read for a little bit more personal development. So every morning I read A Course in Miracles. I read uh, other, some other books. Right now I'm reading a book um, that's about changing your schedule to change how you feel. And that's just, you know, a little bit for me, a little bit for Noemi, so I can reaffirm that I, I'm growing from within. Third thing is breath work. So this is one that sometimes I do in the morning, um, either when I'm still sitting or right before I shower. I like to do a few rounds of these deep kind of Wim Hof style breath before I take a cold shower. 
And like that, it's it's been mind blowing how um, how centered I feel afterward. It's like not thinking about anything else. I'm just thinking about how good I feel after. During sure, it's it's pretty hard, but um, but afterward, it's when you know I'm still or I've shaken all of that energy off. I've shed all that that bad juju that life has perhaps you know thrown on me, or maybe I took it on involuntarily. But after I do that breath work, maybe that cold shower then it's just me again. That's three, um, movement. So this is another one that I like to do every morning. I move uh, my body just for like, not a long time, maybe 10, 15 minutes, just in some way to get some vitality back into the body, get the blood moving and to just reconnect with myself physically. So at this point I've reconnected with myself, um, with my mind, my spirit, so breath. And then this is how I reconnect with myself physically. Um, yeah, so those four are the big ones. And then the fifth one that I do every now and then, it, depending on the kind of morning it is, is I, I connect deeper with plant medicine. Mm -hmm. So that, um, when I mean, when I say plant medicine, I refer to any kind of plant you use medicinally. And most mornings I take uh, some kind of lemon to, you know, help me the metabolism start, help cleanse. Um, I also, I'm a huge fan of using basil for uh, adrenal fatigue uh, and stress relief and then energy. Um, and then, you know, depending on, on the day, I also, I will invoke uh, mama ganja sometimes as just like, as a little bit of a tincture here to add to my tea. Sometimes I go to flower depending on my vibe, but each day it's different. The only thing that is always the same is just setting up aside that like 30 minutes to an hour every single morning when I tune in and I help my myself through self-care, self-awareness uh, to, to manage my anxiety. Mm. that's so good and like and of course like you didn't add all those things overnight this is like over time you were recognizing hey I'm super anxious let me just keep working on what I can do for myself um I also I love how you work with plants and plant medicine um will you just talk briefly like I've learned a long time ago how important it is to know where the plants that you're using are coming from um, but like how important it is, especially for essential oils to be coming mm -hmm. somewhere that knows like seed to seed to oil, like mm -hmm. where this plant has been. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, like you said, it's, it's very important to know where you're getting your plant medicine. And so I, I work with essential oils. I work with doTERRA specifically because they have all the, the testing, um, all the like scientific documentation of where they got the plant medicine from, where they get the oils from, how it, how it came to be, how they tested it. Another thing that I really appreciate about this company is that they, uh, they do something called co-impact sourcing, where they empower the, um, the farmers in usually impoverished countries to, to help them create more, you know, thriving businesses. They, they give, they pay them specific or, you know, pay them individually rather than working through a broker, which is what most bigger essential oil companies do. So what doTERRA does is they work with the individual farmers. And a lot of the times these are women owned or, or women forward companies, which I really respect. Um, and then they also do like some charity work where they help um, build communities that, that work with oils. And yeah, that's just something I very, very much appreciate about them. And then the other, the other plant medicine that I work with mainly is cannabis. And I, I grow my own. So I know where that came from. I know what I put into it. And it's just, there's like such a level of comfort. It was like, okay, side story here. When I first smoked weed um, back in Hungary, so this was 
I want to say about 18 or so years ago. I was very young when I first smoked. And then they used to have this, I don't, I don't want to say what it, what we used to call it because it was not a PC term, but it was basically <laughs> this brick weed that made me stutter for like a week. Like, I don't know where that shit came from, but it was definitely laced with something. And then it's no wonder that I was straight edge, like straight up with X's on my hands until I was 18, because I thought all drugs were that kind of like shitty, shitty substance. Not the case, not true. You just need to know where you're getting your shit. So real. Okay, so Noemi, um, let's do, I wanna get into your background and talk about the hungry years, but um, I also am sort of curious, like, um, what do you do now to help support people with their anxiety? Because like you support me directly just from your awesome yoga class on Sunday mornings, uh, yoga and tapping for anxiety. I had literally, before you and I hung out for the first time, I had literally been thinking I should be tapping more and I need to take a yoga class. And then we met and like uh, you offer a class that does both of those things. So tell yeah. me more about like what you offer and how you can support folks. Absolutely. So we'll start with the yoga. So I, I teach two yoga classes a week. They are both um, ganja yoga, which very well, let me just define it this way. So it's relaxation based yoga. So this is moving your body in a way that allows you to restore and relax your body rather than as like a cardio workout. Because, you know, some there are many different types of, of ways to to use or to do yoga, like the physical yoga. Um, but this one is all about relaxing, which is very conducive to helping ease anxiety or, you know, symptoms of anxiety. So I have a Sunday morning class where I also do EFT tapping before the sessions. Uh, usually that's based on either, you know, something that's going on in the world. That's like a broad topic that most people can relate to. Or we tap specifically on giving ourselves permission to feel good because that's something that people I feel like need to say out loud, like this is my time to rest and recharge. These 60 minutes are just for me. I don't need to be thinking about anything else. This is when I can relax. So when we say these things out loud, it's, it's triggering in the mind and in the body that, okay, this time is for me. This is, you know, a time of, of just, of loving myself. So that's Sunday mornings. And then on Thursday evenings, I do another variation where it's, it's uh, ganja yoga and breath work. So there we do some kind of breathing technique at the beginning of class and at the end. And then uh, just same as on Sunday mornings, we relax the body. And that one's a little bit more like, let's just say it this way, people use cannabis more during the Thursday evening one, just because it's, you know, it's right before bed. And it's like just a nice time to, to know that you don't have to rush anywhere after. So you can take the edible, you can smoke the J, whatever, because you know you have the rest of the evening at home. And, and it's just, it's a nice way, a nice way to relax. Um, yeah, so that's my, my good night ganja class. And then the third thing, uh, well, I guess second thing that I started doing uh, starting this year um, is I opened a, or an anxiety relief coaching program where I work specifically with women who have anxiety to help them create emotional wellness habits naturally. And so I work with women one-on-one -on -one over 12 weeks to create these, these deeper habits that are um, like, like we talked about at the beginning, they're little things that we stack on one another. We call these habit stacking. So it's not just like, here, do all these things, change your life one day to the next. It's, we slowly incrementally begin to include these tiny self-help habits. So 
self-awareness, self-care habits into their existing lifestyle so it's easy. And then um, what comes with these, with the habits, is that shift in your, in your mindset about what anxiety is and how you relate to anxiety. So yeah. those are, yeah, those are the big ones right now. That's how I, I serve my people uh, with anxiety relief. That's great. What's your website for folks who are listening? Um, yeah, so I'm yogawithsparks.com is where you can find uh, most of my offerings right now. If you are interested in the program, the anxiety coaching program, you can either reach out to me through social media um, or email. So I'm noemi at yogawithsparks.com. And I have two spots left in this round. So because this is the first round of the year, I'm doing this at a, a huge discount right now. So if this is something that's interesting to you, please reach out because I know these spots will, will be filled probably by next week. Oh, so great. And I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you can find it if you forget and you want to just go back to the show notes for this, but also yoga with sparks on Instagram too. Mm -hmm. uh, and also the cool thing is Noemi puts a lot of good content on Instagram plant healing type things and um, also some tapping videos, which tapping for those of you, if you don't know what tapping is, this is, it's the easiest tool I've ever found to make a profound difference in how you feel in five minutes or less. And yeah. it's, it's extraordinary. Like just the way I feel after I tap. And I think when you tap in groups, it's actually exponentially more powerful. Mm -hmm. um, I shared this with Noemi, like one of the first times I tapped was in a room of 2000 people with Nick Ortner from the tapping solution and everyone tapping together. Like it was a vibe like you could feel it in the room mm -hmm. and um, it's extraordinary. So I love it. And I'm so grateful that you you offer that. And, um, I'm grateful for all the people who are going to heal because you keep just, you know, it's just, it's fun to be friends with people who level up because like, as you connect with them and, and that growth work and all of that just compounds to, to create more and more value for the world. Um, as you're continuing to focus on self-care and, uh, anxiety management, because I think anxiety, I mean, it is really fear, um, kind of manifest. Uh, and it's also like a, a layer between you and the enjoyment of the world mm -hmm. that we're in. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like, I like to think of it as like, kind of like a lens through which your ego is seeing the world ego here being that, that idea of yourself, a representation of yourself that, uh, that the, you think the world sees and it's, it's all I hate saying it th this way, but it's all in your mind in the sense that it's just an illusion. Like no one knows what you think about yourself. No one knows the thoughts that you're having. Please not, you know, not the specific thoughts. Like we can sense an energy, of course, but you're the only one that is setting yourself up to seem any which way that that that's your ego, that buffer keeping you isolated from the rest of the world. And when we think that we are alone, that is, that's the ego talking because we're not, we are all like back, you know, whenever we all came from the same thing, we all came from that singularity. We're all the same energy. We're just different manifestations of it, but we're all still connected. And that's something that I feel like people who, who experience anxiety forget. They have, they're seeing that lens of just being separated, thinking that they are isolated from everyone and not seeing that. In fact, we are all just different reflections of each other. Um, Bernard Becker always calls it the illusion of separation. Mm, yes, the, the tiny mad idea. Uh -huh. 
<laughs> so, I mean, that's the thing. It just becomes so real. Um, in my last episode, I was talking about um, my times when I felt suicidal and those times come with massive senses of separation that my life doesn't matter and that my influence doesn't matter and who I am doesn't matter. Uh, and that, you know, I've done all I can do and I'm done, right? Like that's separation. That's assuming that you, people just really underestimate their influence on the world, I think. And like, I, I really believe like Esther Hicks is one of my favorite law of attraction teachers. And she talks a lot about like the most important thing you need to do is focus on how you feel. And if you're feeling anxious and if you're freaking out about stuff that you're powerless over, that's not that you're not doing any good for the world, right? Like the best thing you can do is to, to manage your vibe and, and take care of yourself so that you can serve from the overflow uh, rather than serving from a place of, ah, I have to do this or else. And, Cause that's not coming through. Like that's not really helping either. If you're just yeah. like serving, serving, serving and draining yourself dry. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, so this is one thing that um, my, my first yoga teacher who I did my 200 hour taught me is flip this script. So anytime you have these kind of fearful thoughts or, you know, anything negative that you're worried about, flip it. So rather than thinking, oh, I have to, you know, go to the DMV, like I get to go to the DMV. Like I get to have all these experiences because like, this is our one chance to experience life in this manifestation. So why not enjoy it? Yeah. Oh, so. Okay, so Noemi, tell me about your background. Um, I You've talked about growing up in Hungary, but I don't even really know how you came to be in, I mean, you're outside of Sacramento and Grass Valley in California. But of course, like everyone these days, just on the worldwide internet, you could be <laughs> anywhere. But just tell me like, what's your, your story? How'd you get here? Yeah, yeah. So I was born in Hungary, um, but we moved to the US. So my dad's from the US, he's from Vancouver, Washington. And we moved back here, uh, well, you know, to the U.S. Uh, in 1994, uh, when I was four, I had a, a little sister who was just two and an older sister, and the five of us, that's mom, dad, three siblings, um, we, we went, well, two siblings, including me, that's the third one, we, we moved to Washington. So we were here until, I think it was 2002, you know, doing the things, and my dad was in the Army, so he got called in. Um, after uh, after 9-11. So what made the most sense was for us to be with family and most of my family was in Hungary. So we moved back, well, you know, here and there. Um, but eventually we just, well, at that point we stayed in Hungary while my dad was serving overseas. Um, and we were there, well, I was there until I finished uh, high school. So that was like eight or so years of just kind of, you know, living the, the Eastern European life, like the, the fun thing or interesting thing, thing about Hungary is it's the farthest east that's still modern. By now, like your Romania is, is much more, you know, progressive, um, at least in terms of like what kind of like globalization they have than Hungary is. But at the time it was like the far, or that was, it was the most modern. So it was like kind of a cool place where I could see the West, but still be living in like, and experiencing the East kind of um, like lifestyle where, you know, most people live in apartment buildings, like the, it's a much smaller area. You could commute anywhere. Like we would just be out all night from like really early on, like 14, 15. Like what you would just do is just go to the bars and hang out, go to shows. And it's not like we were getting like wasted or anything, but you just, you were just able to stay out all night because people, well, younger people had much more of a responsibility for themselves than I feel like people in the U.S. do. 
Like there was no, you know, taking the school bus to school. Like no, like kids just took public transit, walked, whatever. And you just had much more of a, a, an, of autonomy than, um, than kids do here. So you matured a lot faster and you had more of a, more of an experience of, of just getting to do whatever you wanted to. Um, that being said, there were like many other things that we didn't experience, like because things were a lot cheaper, kids didn't have to work. So, um, I mean, I started working pretty early because I, I wanted to make, you know, more money. I taught um, English as a second language. You know, it just made sense because that was, you know, a skill I had because I am fully bilingual. Um, but people like people in high school didn't have to start working yet. So it was just like a different kind of vibe. And you could stay living with your parents for as long as you wanted. There was no like no judgment, no shame as it is the case here, unfortunately. It's just a, you know, a different, different vibe. Um, yeah, a lot more freedom, a lot more just thinking about life, um, but a lot less planning. Like there's no like, oh, you know, like you gotta do well on the SATs, you gotta go to college, blah. Cause it was just kind of given that everyone would study hard and go to college if they wanted to. And if you didn't, that was fine. Cause vocational school was on, in the same ranks as as university as going to college and that was that was fine people didn't never you know shamed you because of that isn't that fascinating i find it so interesting how like many cultures have like multi-generational living um and western culture um isolates people and makes them feel like there's only one right way to adult when like i mean i don't know i'm a single adult i live down the street from my mother and i think it's great like intergenerational dependence is so good because i think I think honestly being a single adult or even just being like a couple with kids isolated from, you know, generations of help or, or fam familial help, just like, it, it's like more capitalist. I think it's like, mm -hmm. you know, you need more money in order to run your life. Cause you can't actually do everything. That's the thing is I think mm -hmm. just a trap to think like, oh, you've got to be able to handle it all um, and work, right? Like in a working person, like, I don't know. Anyway, I just the whole the whole concept is wild. So it's cool that you grew up uh, really experiencing two different cultures at the same time and like overlapping and like going back and forth and having that. Um, I'm also like really sad about that brick of weed. My first experience was also like really wild and terrifying. Um, and uh, but it's how did you so so you came how old are you now? I'm 31. You're 31. So you came back to the States uh, to go to college. Uh, yeah, well, basically, so when I was in Hungary, um, I was in a very, like, lame relationship at the time, let's just say it like that, <laughs> and I didn't end up going to university, because I just, like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, I didn't have a direction, I didn't really want to stay in Hungary, but I was dating this, this DJ, of course, and so I, <laughs> so I ended up just kind of hanging out in Hungary for a few months until that uh, relationship expired, and I had to leave. Um, so I came to the U.S. after that. That was 2011. Uh, yeah, so I was 21 when I moved to to the states, and I had finished high school like somewhat uh, you know, about six months before that. Um, but I I was not quite sure what I wanted to do, so I did like the community college route for a little bit, and then eventually transferred. But yeah, I just, I just moved back to the states, kind of thinking that okay, I'll figure it out once I'm here. Awesome. Uh, so you, you have like support to move back to the States or was it like on your heart that you wanted to move back? Uh, I, so I have an older sister and she's nine years older than I am. And she never, or she didn't move back with us to Hungary when my, my dad went abroad. Um, Cause by then she was in college. So she ended up staying there, but she and I have, we're soul sisters. Like she's, she's my soulmate. 
and uh, she was has always been my main support. And um, so when I told her that I was I was in trouble back home, she was like, "Hey, you, sh you should come to uh, to live with me." And I was like, "Okay." And I did. Oh, that's great. Um, again, yeah. more ways to support. Um, and this is this is your sister who came to Packy Dance Party with you. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love hearing that too. Sibling relationships where you really like celebrate the connection. Um, mm -hmm. cause I think so often, like we can get really polarized. Rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With her, it, it was always really lucky because we had the, the nine years between us. So we were never competing for the same attention, mm. but I have a younger sister. She and I, however, competed for a very long time until I, uh, until I moved out, we were always neck and neck. Um, but now she's, she's my other best friend and we just, after we had that space was when we were able to like grow together until then we were just knocking heads. Oh, that's so real. Yeah. Um, so Noemi, your actual last name is Sparks. Yep. Yep. I was uh, basically born into doing this work. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I like, I thought it was me because so many of my friends have like made up last names, including myself. Like, uh, <laughs> and so I'm used to people making them up to go with what they're doing. And I was like, no way uh, that you're doing Gonzo yoga and your last name is actually Sparks. Uh, yeah. Tell me how you got back into cannabis, how it kind of re-entered your life and how you got into plant healing and, and spiritual healing from anxiety. Yeah. So I found cannabis because I had trouble sleeping because of anxiety. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of, I think this happens for a lot of people that they discover the symptom first and then, you know, find the reason for it later. So I was, uh, we, uh, I had moved back to the States. I was working at an overnight Starbucks at the time. And I just realized I, I couldn't sleep when I was home because obviously like you're getting home at like five in the morning so it's, it's hard to sleep then and then other days when you're not working then you can't sleep it's this whole like circadian rhythm that I was fucking around with and I just I couldn't sleep so I started smoking weed and then I realized that it uh it just made me feel like myself again it helped me to turn off that chatter that that monkey mind and I just I wanted to be that way all the time and of course there was kind of that like stigma that I kept on thinking about like, oh, like, does this mean that I'm high all the time? And for a little bit, I leaned into it. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm a stoner. It's okay to be high all the time. But then, you know, trying to shift the, the narrative of I'm a functional stoner and trying to talk about it in a different way was, um, you know, that's, that's probably a different story there though. But yeah, so I, I found cannabis through um, not being able to sleep. And then I discovered that there's so many other beautiful uh, side or beautiful effects of, of the plant from the, the physical qualities, you know, like being able to take deeper breaths, physically being able to relax, um, not feeling that, that nausea that sometimes comes from anxiety. And, and so I started, I started researching the different strains that I was, I was smoking. And then I discovered terpene. I was like, wow, what are these terpenes? And terpenes, for anyone who doesn't know, they're basically the, the building blocks of the, uh, the aroma and flavor in any kind of plant. Um, all, well, so actually only about 5% of plants have these kinds of uh, essential oils or terpenes, but the ones that do have many different types of, of these terpenes in them. And within cannabis, especially, you see a broad range and those all, correspond to different physical and um, emotional effects. So I started, you know, doing my research, which ones helped me sleep, which ones helped me eat. And then I started like looking at what other effects they had. So what, what effects these terpenes have. 
So like, what does linalool do? And where else do you find that? Linalool you also see in lavender um, and basil, and it's the terpene that helps you relax. It makes you feel more relaxed and in some ways can help you sleep. If you're like using lavender, for example, that's very good for, for relaxing, for sleeping, but can also help you relax and still be energized if you pair it with another type of, of, of terpene or another terpene. Um, so yeah, so that's how I start. I found this whole world of medicinal plants and I started trying them for different purposes. So I wanted to, I didn't want to take um, medication, uh, especially when I was really, really deep down the anxiety depression tunnel. I just, I didn't want to take medication because I had seen the, the worst, like the, I guess, more serious effects. And I just, I didn't want to fuck with that. So I started going into the plants. I tried a lot of like valerian root, kava, uh, maca, kratom is still one of my favorites. And it was just so such a, a relief to find that I could elevate my consciousness and physically feel more like myself with natural methods. <laughs> and um, are there, what are some good essential oils that you've found that really help you like clear your mind and calm down? Yeah, so physically ones that help me calm down are uh, lavender, definitely. Um, another one that I really love that I feel like people don't know a lot about is clary sage which is especially good for, for females. Um, it helps uh, balance your hormones, especially around that time of the month. And it's also very relaxing. It's one that I diffuse every evening um, to signal to my, my mind, my, my body, that it's time to, to get into that wind down, that um, the bedtime mood, the sleepy time vibe. Uh, so those two um, Siberian fur, I love diffusing Siberian fur and really anything woodsy. Um, there are, you know, some some different ones that smell a little bit um, more potent, let's just put it that way. And those I'm not, um, I don't use as much when I'm trying to calm down, um, but Siberian fur is, is a great one for that. And so are, so basil, basil's really good for um, for adrenal fatigue, you know, people who, who live in a chronic state of stress and need to replenish their adrenals, basil. Uh, Tulsi, which uh, another word for that is holy basil. That one's one that um, I drink most mornings in a tea form. And you can find that at the store. Actually, you can find most of these at the store uh, with the exception of Siberian for that one might be a little bit more niche, but the other ones you can definitely buy um, anywhere, basically anywhere. Uh, let's see what else, uh, peppermint. Peppermint's a good one um, for, for physical aches. So for headaches, uh, or if you have, you know, if you want a little bit of a boost of energy, but without caffeine, peppermint's lovely for that. It's also good if you have, um, yeah, so headaches and other physical pain. So if you have like a stomach cramp or feel some kind of indigestion, um, that's good externally and internally. Um, let's see, lemon, lemon is not, or any type of citrus really helps to, to raise your, your vibe, your energy a little bit and, and really cleanse um, internally. So if you take, you know, a couple drops or, or you just eat the fruit itself, it helps with your metabolism and, and to cleanse the body internally. Oh, I love that. And just another like plug, I like doing um, like my essential oils from doTERRA, like places that are like very mindful about where things are coming, especially if you're internally taking things, like if you're taking peppermint internally, you want to know where those mm -hmm. things are coming from. Plus I like that it's, you know, the people I'm supporting are like independent business owners who, yeah. um, and, and I love like, you know, as a person who's like a very multi-passionate entrepreneur, like 
uh, having another company that's responsible for like all the shipping and all the inventory and sourcing and stuff like that. Like, and then you have, you know, independent business owner means that you're doing all the marketing, right? Like you're connecting with people. So yeah. Yeah. Like folks can connect to you to get oils. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And And I'm just, and if you have, if your cousin sells oils, go to your cousin, you know, like, yeah. right. Like yeah. this is how you keep your money working and stewarding it for you intentionally, rather than just like, you know, mm-hmm. getting the generic stuff from Safeway. Cause they sell free yeah. oil now at Safeway. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's a lot of, of weird, like ugh, this, like health and wellness, you know, I want to say almost like, like a trend right now. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we like, we don't know where it's coming from and make sure anytime you buy anything, like check if it says it is okay for internal use. Cause a lot of things that can be, or that, you know, in other forms like peppermint and lavender that can be used internally when they're made in these kinds of uh, like, you know, stuff that you buy at Target, for example, like oftentimes they're not made and with the same quality. And so you shouldn't be taking them internally, but real quick, um, just about, you know, supporting small business owners. Um, one thing that I want to say is I know a lot of uh, these kind of network marketing companies get some shade but when you really, when we think about it, who would you rather be supporting? Target or an independent business owner? Like, I don't see any different. Well, so the difference here is that doTERRA, rather than spending on marketing, they spend on um, educating their people. And then, so when you work with me, when you sign up for doTERRA under me, then you also get access to me as an educator and you'll get access to, to my own uh, my own resources, my knowledge. And then we also, <clears throat> we can chat one-on-one about your needs rather than you know me just trying to sell you stuff because you don't buy things from me, you buy things from doTERRA. It's not trying to me selling you anything. This is you buying whatever you want and just having access to me as an educator. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I mean, network marketing, I think just like, just like money, right? It's simply a tool. It's not good or bad, it's just, people aren't good or bad they're just it's how you use it right so if you have a scammer who is like using money they're just going to scam if you have a scammer who's using network marketing that's what they're going to do but then you have good people who like care about folks and want to serve them right mm-hmm. like and so it's just it really depends on like who the people are and utilizing our each and every one of us our own discernment about yeah. like what we're doing and who we're connected to and, and yeah and just and all. making sure you're not like like signing up with anyone who's forcing you to buy stuff. Anytime you have a quota, that's yeah. when I think shady behaviors can come in. And that's not the case with doTERRA. No, quotas and, and quotas and also just your gut feelings and like how available are people, right? Like those are good questions to ask, like, and and what are the values of the people you're connecting to and like, and how long, like what's the expectation, mm-hmm. right? So um, yeah, just like going in with a mind to learn and understand and connect but I just think I think it's a great business model frankly because like Target and Amazon only get richer the more people just kind of default to convenience rather than like supporting their cousin or some you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like people who are in their lives trying to like you know make the world better it's 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 shopping small with the advantages of having a a large company creating the products Mm -hmm. yeah so absolutely Um, so Noemi, uh, will you, so I love talking about destigmatizing cannabis, um, because I think there's so much of a shame filter that a lot of us have to walk through in order to heal. And I just really resonated with you, like being like, I think for a while I needed to just say I can be a stoner and that's okay. Um, and I think that's, it's so interesting as I get to know more and more 
specifically women who use cannabis with their healing all the time. I've interviewed a lot of really incredible women for this podcast who do, who are stoners. Like they smoke all the time. They smoke 24 hours a day. Well, not 24, but when they're not sleeping. Right. Um, and like, and I think all ways are, are good ways and it's whatever you need. And, and people have different kind of functional levels of, um, utilizing cannabis. And I'm just curious for you, like, um, how do you approach like cannabis use when you feel like you need to be functional versus cannabis use when like, obviously like for your nighttime yoga class, when you said like, you can go to bed and so you can kind of hit it a little heavy. So how do you medicate? Like when you want to be more functional? Yeah. So it's, for me, it's all about, um, dosing and the form that I'm, I'm using cannabis in. So if it's something, um, you know, like I know I have hours and hours and I will easily go for an edible cause that's way easier to dose. Um, than just, you know, continually smoking or vaping. Uh, so yeah, so it's, it's about for me, how much and in what form I'm taking it into my body. And then the other thing is to, um, to know that if at any point I am too high, I can always come down from it using either CBD or citrus. So citrus is a fun um, <laughs> secret way to, to bring down that kind of that euphoria you know, out of body experience that can come as a side effect of taking too much THC. Um, but one other thing that I want to mention here is I believe that all use is medicinal. So even if I am using it just, uh, just for fun, it is still serving my body and it is still helping me to, to shed the, the stressors, the, the fatigue that comes from living in this noisy world. Even if I'm not, um, if I'm not sitting with it in silence, you know, for a few minutes and just like uh, letting it just do its work. I'm also like, you know, out there for some reason, I wanted to say mini golfing, but that's not a thing right now. Um, I can watch a movie or, or you like going for a hike or something. Uh, yeah. So it's just for me, like, I know my dose, I know my number. I know that like, for me, it's about 10 to 15 milligrams where I'm like, I'm feeling good and I can stay that way for a while. And if I need to still pick up the phone and, and call someone. Like not as an emergency or anything. Um, No, Amy, this has been so, so helpful. Thank you so much for being willing to be on the podcast and talking about like using plants to, to just have a better experience of life and to ease anxiety, which is just, you know, I like to say worrying is using our imagination uh, in the opposite way that it was intended. Instead of visioning for what's possible, we're visioning for a worst case scenario. So helpful to have things to like help take us down and and also in these times I like really am here to advocate for if you haven't tried cannabis she might be your pal in this this world fall apart and making it a little bit easier to uh, to keep living oh thank you Bevan well, I, I really appreciated this chance to share what's been on my heart in my mind uh especially since 2021 is proving to be no different but like <laughs> It's, it's no surprise. It's just more of the same. And you know what? That's okay. It doesn't mean that our inner peace is any different. It's still there. It's always waiting for us. We just have to have to take a few moments of silence and remember that. Yeah, absolutely. As my friend Chrissy Tolley said on the podcast, I think in November, she was like, what if 2020 is just the beginning? <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I think it is. I think this is just more of us recognizing ourselves as being independent of what's going on out there and being okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Noemi. 
yogawithsparks.com. It'll be in the show notes. You can find it. Um, and I just appreciate you so much and I will see you on Sunday morning. Awesome. Thank you so much, Bevan. This has been a treat. Bye everyone.